and welcome to Gateway Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us. If you find our podcast is helping you spiritually, check us out online at gatewayvineyard.org. Enjoy the message. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? <laughs> you can tell it's a Sunday night, huh? Well, uh, I'm glad to have everybody here t- this evening. Thanks for joining us. Um, I just have one quick announcement. Uh, if you're listening to us online, uh, I forgot to say that. If you're listening to us online, go ahead and fill out a connect card on our website, gatewayvineyard.org, and uh, we'll just know you're listening, and we'll get to let you know kind of what's going on around the church and keep you uh, in the know of what's going on here. So, if you're new this evening or if you've never filled one of those out, there is one on the seat back in front of you. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you don't mind just filling that out, we'll know that you are here. We'll get to put you in our system and you get to find out what's going on around the church events-wise. So my one announcement for tonight is our beach day that's coming up next Sunday. I think last weekend I said Saturday, but it's actually on Sunday, so... <laughs> Instead of Sunday night church, we're actually going to be going down um, or up to Buchanan um, at Life Action Camp. They have nice campgrounds there. It's like a beach area, and that we'll get to just spend some time in fellowship together. So that'll be at noon. So we'll plan to spend the afternoon there. If you don't mind, though, today is the last day to sign up for that. So we want to plan for how many people are coming. We want to plan for how much food to get, that kind of thing. So it's on our website, gatewayvineyard.org, and you just click events. It's like the only thing that'll pop up. So click on that, sign up. It's simple, quick, and easy. So if you don't mind doing that, that would be awesome. Again, you don't have to be a part of the church to come. Uh, it's just something that we're do, doing as a church event. Um, so if you've got friends that you're planning on inviting, um, I would get their answer tonight before bed. Just call them and call them again if they don't pick up. So say, hey, I got to find out tonight and sign you up. So that would be great for us to know that number uh, before today, essentially before tomorrow morning. So again, we do not pass a plate here at the church for offering, but we do have a box right there on your way out. We also offer uh, text to give. We do online banking, all that stuff. It's on our website. So thank you for giving and being generous to the church because we wouldn't be able to to have church without um, your generosity. So I'm going to, um, another thing I was going to, to mention, so we're, you're going to be getting like kind of quarterly statements for your giving, and along with that would be kind of an explanation or a um, here's what we're doing kind of thing with, with the giving statement. So for those that give, we want you to make, to make sure that you know exactly what we're up to and kind of what we're planning on doing. So right now, we're, in the, we're just kind of trying to save as much as we can uh, so that, you know, when God shows us what our next step is, we're, we'll be in a better position to do that. So um, if there's a need or if there's a special thing going on, there's a mission trip or whatever, you will get those in those kind of quarterly updates uh, or you'll hear me talk about it here from the stage periodically, but I just wanted to let you know that those will be coming uh, when you see them come. So I'll go ahead and pray for the offering, and I'll just pray for the message as well, and we'll jump in. So God, thank you so much for 
this opportunity that we get to come and worship you here tonight. We just thank you for the generosity of this church body, God. We're small, but we've been able to do big things um, just because of your faithfulness and their faithfulness to you, God. Just pray that you have blessed the giver this evening. Pray that you bless the service. Meet us where we are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, today we're actually starting a new series. So, the last, what, six weeks or so, we were in the book of John. And today we're going to be in the book of Jonah. Who's read the book of Jonah, end to end? Awesome. It's a great book. Uh, So, we're actually just going to get started on that this morning and start... Um, if you want to pull up your Bibles, open your Bibles, go ahead and pull up John chapter 1, and we're going to read the first 16 verses today. But over the next four weeks, we're just going to kind of break the book down. I encourage you to read in between the lines of like what we don't read. So we'll read scriptures like today. We'll do John chapter 1, 1 through 16. And then uh, the following week, we'll do 16 to the end of the chapter. But we may not hit every chapter or every verse. But I just encourage you in your Bible time during this series or any other series to just keep up and read the stuff that we didn't read. It's not that it's not important. Um, So I want you to to make sure that you're up with that as well. So John chapter 1, let's go ahead and start on verse 16. It's going to be on the screen behind me uh, if you don't have your Bible. But it says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind of the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Take a pause. So casting lots in these days, in Bible times, some people think that, or some scholars say that it was like some type of dice, or it was sticks, or it was like, uh, you know, when you say you grab the straw and you, you... you break it, and whoever gets the short end of the straw, that kind of thing. Flipping a coin, that kind of thing. So when they did this, the lot fell on Jonah. So verse 8, they asked him, tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? 
Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it would become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. They then cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. So let's break all this down. So Jonah was commanded by God, right? Jonah is commanded by God to go to Nineveh and to preach on his behalf to the great city, it says in verse 2. This idea repulses Jonah due to his great hatred for the Assyrian people, but he had a good reason for this. You see, the Assyrian kings, they were proud of their cruel and terrible reputation. And they went to great trouble and expense to record the exploits, and they would uh, want, essentially, their following generations to do exactly what they did. They wanted this cruelty to continue on for generations. Now, cruelty at the hands of the Assyrians included torture, it included dismemberment, and the pain and shame of their victims. Here's what's cool about the story. Despite their reputation as a renegade city, God still considered them worthy of his message and his grace. God did not disqualify them or write them off simply because of their deeds. God wanted to send his servant to them to deliver the gospel. But Jonah obviously didn't feel the same way, right? In verse 3, we read that he ran away from the Lord and he headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship for that port. And paying for the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. So to give you a little perspective, go ahead and throw that map up. So Jonah went to Joppa to find a ship. So instead of going to Nineveh, which um, was about 550 miles away, he decides he's going to go all the way to Tarshish, which was about 2,500 miles away. He was trying to get as far away from the Lord as possible. So the scripture talks about the fare that he paid. So the price that he paid for his boat ride. Doesn't say how much, but It was obviously cheaper, right, to go to Nineveh since it was close by. So he even had great expense when it came to getting away from what God was asking him to do. He thought that he could outrun God and go somewhere that God couldn't find him. But how many of you know that we can't outrun God? Show of hands. Who's tried and succeeded? I'm still waiting for the one. (laughs) So I'll tell you a little story. So my church planting journey, I'll put that in quotes, it started in about 
2017. I didn't know it was a church planting journey at the point at that time, but um, I was involved in a. I took a class at my church. It was called the Vineyard Leadership Intensive, and essentially they picked a group of uh, up and coming people, and they they put them in a class. And essentially, the goal of the class was to walk them through different things in ministry to uh, get them to see a different side of ministry, but also to push them in ways that they've never been pushed before. So uh, one of the things we had to do was like go to Meyer and just pick a random person, <laughs> ask if we could pray for them. Like So there's people in the class who had never just walked up to someone and pray for them. So that's kind of the class that we were in, and it, it got obviously got deeper than that. But after that class, I went to the class hoping that I would just get a few tips, get a few leadership tips that would help me out in, in the little church leadership things that I was in. But I went into that class looking for some tips and left with more of a calling. Now, I didn't know what that calling was. I knew that God was wanting me to do something in ministry, and I thought, you know, I can run slides, I can play the drums, I can do something, right? I didn't know what he wanted me to do. But somewhere along the line, I had a feeling that he was steering me towards some level of ministry. So fast forward about a year and a half later, uh, the church we were planted from, Flathouse Vineyard, our pastor Clint Schwartz, he, he announces to the church that he's planting, right? So I go to the Explorer meeting. Really, I was just curious. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't have anything to do that day, so I just went. Um, sat through it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. You guys are planting. That's awesome. I'll be praying for you guys. Let me know if there's anything you need <laughs> in the meantime. And uh, so Clint ends up messaging me later that week because, you know, he reaches out to everybody who came to the meeting. He reaches out, and he's like, hey, what did you think? Uh, are you going to come? Or, like, what? I just wanted to know what, what your level of commitment or even... Um, are you interested? Your level of interest is. And I'm like, you know, honestly, I just wanted to come and support you guys. I live literally seven minutes away from the church now. I'm comfortable. I'm good to go. But uh, yeah, I'll be praying for you guys. And he's like, okay, sounds good. Let me tell you what. For the next week, I had a hard time sleeping. And I sleep like a rock. Like, I, I, when I'm out, I'm out. It was just something that's looming over my head, and I couldn't figure out why this was happening. I had a feeling it was God. I didn't want to have the feeling, but I had a feeling that it was God asking me to go along with this plant. And I didn't know why, because I was comfortable, right? I knew where I was at. And I was fine with where I was at. But from that class, and then a year and a half later, God's like, you know what? You need to go help them with this plan. It was God asking me to do that. And through my sleepless nights, and some uncomfortable feelings. 
I called Clint, and I'm like, hey, this is what's happening. And he's like, hey, it sounds pretty clear to me. <laughs> it sounds like God is <laughs> trying to show you where to go here. And I'm like, oh, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't say that. But um, you see, God sent a storm to reroute Jonah. For me, it was just a few sleepless nights, an uncomfortable feeling, but I'd like to think that I actually got the better end of that deal. So God sends a storm to reroute Jonah, but also caught in the crosshairs were these sailors. They were just going about their business. But the storm comes, they throw their cargo overboard, they're hoping to withstand the waves. Now Jonah's rebellion has now cost these unsuspecting sailors their precious goods, and ultimately threatens their very lives. See, many times our rebellion against God proves devastating for others around us. It could be our friends, our families, our coworkers, our neighbors. Now, let me ask you this. Has God called you to do something that you didn't do and ultimately cost not only you, but those around you? These may be simple things, but maybe it's getting a different job because that'll ultimately be you know, better for you and your family or getting out of a bad relationship because it's better for your mental health and better for those that love you, or going next door to just check in on your neighbors. God has called me to do that before, and I said, those neighbors are weird. I don't know if I'm going over there. But who knows what that could have turned into. Though the storms in our lives can be terrifying, they're, they're actually an act of grace from God. See, he commands the seas, which obediently made things difficult for Jonah, right, in the storm, but often allows these storms in our lives in order to redirect our course. In order to guide us toward the right direction. His actions are always corrective, never punitive. See, Jesus already paid the full price for our rebellion against God. And what we have from that is grace, it's forgiveness, it's redemption. And we can be rest assured that the storms God allows our way are always for our good and his purpose. As I close, I'd like to read verse 15 again. Worship team can come back up here. Verse 15 says, Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. See, with no other options... The sailors reluctantly throw Jonah overboard, and immediately the seas become calm. 
And at once, the sailors begin to worship and offer sacrifices to the God of Jonah for his great salvation. Even in the midst of his rebellion, Jonah can't help but be used by God to bring the message of salvation. See, God used Jonah's rebellion to show Jonah his power to reroute him to help set his path straight. But at the same time, God used his rebellion to save the lost. So, of course, we don't have um, regular services next week, but in two weeks, we're going to continue the story. What's the next part of the story, kids? Anyone? Swallowed by the whale. But for tonight, if you feel like you're running away from God and you don't know what to do, or you feel like he's asking something of you and you just don't know how to go about it, or you're making excuses and justifications like, well, it's never going to work. There's no way that would work. Because that's where Jonah was. He decided to take it upon himself to say, no, I'm not going to go preach to them because that's never going to work. They're too far gone. I'm here to tell you that it's not our job to determine whether or not it'll work. But it is our job to obey. It is our job to obey. If God is calling you to it, he's already made a way. And all you have to do is obey. So for a prayer opportunity this evening, I won't make you come up and say anything, but if you have something that's going on that you know God is asking of you, you don't know how to go about it, you don't think it'll work, you just don't know how, but you know God is calling you to this. Just raise your hand so I know who to pray for. Or, so either you know you're being called or you just don't know what to do about it. Anybody? My eyes also don't work great, so... Uh, <laughs> you can raise it higher if you raised it before.
pray with me. So God, we thank you for this Thank you for the series that we're in, God. Just thank you for the lessons that we're going to be learning, lessons that we've even learned this evening. That if you're calling us, God, we need to just learn to say yes. We need to just learn to trust you. Because you have a purpose for each and every one of our lives. And we just need to learn to trust you. That even though here on earth it just seems impossible, God, we just we want to remember that you are much, much bigger than that. You are so much more powerful than that. Pray for everybody in this room, God. If, if there are people that you are calling to do something and they didn't raise their hand, I just pray for them anyways, God, because there's so much peace when we follow your calling. There's so much peace when we do what you're asking of us. I just pray that you speak to their hearts, each and every person that you're calling. And you call each and every one of us to something, God. I just pray if they don't know what their calling is, God, that you will reveal that calling to them. It's in your name we pray. Thank you once again for joining us on our podcast. If you find this message helped you spiritually, check us out online at gatewayvineyard.org. We'll see you next time.